0: All right. All right. Hello, and welcome to Nick's Snack Four. Neologism's episode 45, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered acumen, substantiate, compunction, and berate. And in this episode, we're covering diaspora, bedraggled, and prosaic. Before we start our new words, let's review our words from our last episode. Our first word was acumen, and our mnemonic was men because acumen means having intelligence or good judgment or cleverness. So we think of icumen, acumen. Then we had substantiate, and we thought of the word substance, and how to substantiate something is to provide substance of that something to give proof or evidence for it. We're giving substance to it. Then we had compunction, And our mnemonic was, come punch me, compunction, because I feel sorry for something I did. And to have compunction is to have remorse. Lastly, we had berate. If our friend shows us a B-rated movie, berate, we might berate him. We might scold him or chide him for showing us an average movie. All right, let's move on to our first new word, which is Diaspora. These brainy primates were not particularly fast or strong, but they excelled at covering ground and in a remarkable diaspora, surpassing even the dinosaur's record of territorial conquest, they dispersed across the planet, ravishing every ecosystem they encountered. I think more and more Cubans are starting to see themselves not just as those who live on the island, but as those who live in the diaspora as well, meaning those in the United States and those outside as well in Europe and other places as well. He didn't let it stop him from giving some very individualized views at a time when most people felt that people of the African diaspora had absolutely nothing to say about the sciences. Diaspora. D I A S P O R A. Diaspora. D I A S P O R A. Diaspora. It's an interesting word and it refers to those who have been removed from their homeland and dispersed throughout, sprinkled throughout various parts of the world. It's called the diaspora, the dispersion, where everybody kind of, everything started coming down on Jerusalem and a lot of believers started spreading out all over Asia Minor. So anytime there's war, anytime there's profound conflict within a country, you're likely to get diasporic movement of people, people who are fleeing their country in search of safer lands. One of the most well-known diasporas was the Atlantic slave trade of the 16th century where millions of Africans were kidnapped and scattered across the globe. And this is known collectively as the African diaspora. And within this diaspora, you have thousands of African diasporic communities. So we can think of a diaspora as just a large movement of a group of people from one place to another. So imagine, shit hits the fan and you and your loved ones need to move to another country. So you flee, set up shop in a faraway land, and begin to live your new life. We now might say you and your loved ones are living in the diaspora and working in the diaspora or finding refuge in the diaspora. So diaspora appears to refer not only to the migration of people, but also to those who have found a new home elsewhere due to unfavorable conditions in their home land. You can also have diasporic culture, culture arising from living in a new place, and this culture might have a mixed culture from the new land and the old, so diasporas often result in new and novel diasporic culture. I think the easiest way for us to remember this word's definition is to look at the word itself, diaspora, and notice that it almost has the word dispersed in it, diaspora dispersed. And diaspora almost sounds like a woman's name. So we can think of diaspora or diaspora, the beautiful woman who was dispersed from her home land. Diaspora, the beautiful woman who was dispersed from her home land. Okay, so which situation is most likely diasporic? A flock of geese swimming from one pond to the next in search of delicious food, a colony of ants moving from one hive to the next after having their old home washed away by a storm, a herd of bison grazing aimlessly in a non-GMO field, or a licentious rabbit chasing another licentious rabbit throughout the conduits of a forest. The situation most likely diasporic was the colony of ants moving from one hive to the next after having their old home washed away by a storm. All right, pick the word most closely relating to diaspora. Unfair, pastoral, native, educated, or dispersed. Unfair, pastoral, native, educated, or dispersed. Dispersed is the word most closely relating to diaspora. All right, here's another one. Pick the word most closely related to diaspora erratic, eastern, escape, exquisite, or elusive. Erratic, eastern, escape, exquisite, or elusive. The word most closely related to diaspora was escape, as in escaping one's homeland. <music> and then hundreds and thousands of years of diaspora dispersion the only people that really i think have to pay attention on a daily basis are people whose loved ones are deployed in war zones or people who are from are, represent the diaspora of the muslim largely muslim countries uh, where the bombs are falling All right, that's the word diaspora, and we thought of diaspora, the beautiful woman who was dispersed from her home land. Let's move on to our next word, which is bedraggled. And then he sat there for a full minute after they were finished and looked at us so bedraggled in the rain and said, What you have said is true, and we must bow to the will of the people. And he looked out of his car at this bedraggled ray on her and said, never forget, only for you. Uh, You would see the same uh, group of people. And if you did a time series, they'd be getting more and more bedraggled uh, as the day went on. What a fun word, bedraggled. B-E-D-R-A-G-G-L-E-D, bedraggled, B-E-D-R-A-G-G-L-E-D. I heard this word recently while listening to a podcast and I thought, oh my God, is this really a word? If so, we're going to cover it. And it means limp and soiled as with dirt or rain, bedraggled, limp and soiled as with dirt or rain. Bedraggled, wet, Uh, he has only a few coins in his pocket. Okay, so this is one of those words that I think describes perfectly the toy doll of a little girl who's been carrying it around everywhere, through the rain, through the dirt, through the mud, and she refuses to let her parents wash it, and she refuses to let anyone else have it or touch it. You know the doll I'm talking about. It's that bedraggled, disgustingly dirty doll, and you look at it and you think, how can a little girl who is so cute carry around such a gross, bedraggled doll? I have no idea, but I will tell you, most of us as kids had some sort of bedraggled toy or bedraggled thing that we loved oh so dearly. And promise me you won't tell anyone, but to this day, I still miss my bedraggled blue blanket my grandmother had crocheted for me. Oh, God, it was so soft and cuddly. I think that's the reason why I don't sleep as well as I used to, because I don't have that bedraggled blanket anymore. So how do we remember this word? I don't know about you, but I think this is one of those words where the definition is contained within the word itself, bedraggled. It's got the word drag in there, so we can just think of this as the word we'll use for the way something might look after having been dragged forever. Limp, dirty, gross, lifeless, tired, fatigued, bedraggled. So here are four choices. What might be described as bedraggled? the living room of a 1950s housewife who takes pride in her domestic duties, a soldier's military attire before she attends a funeral, a poodle belonging to a rich aristocrat who extends his pinky as he drinks his wine, or a disheveled cat found in the rubbish after a mudslide in India. The disheveled cat found in the rubbish after a mudslide in India is most likely described as bedraggled. What word most closely relates to bedraggled? Aquatic, glamorous, alcoholic, untidy, or frail? Aquatic, glamorous, alcoholic, untidy, or frail. We would say untidy most closely relates to bedraggled. But then, of course, You could say frail because after being bedraggled or dragged around forever, you become quite frail, and you could even go maybe so far as saying alcoholic because someone who's alcoholic sometimes can be disheveled or tipsy or untidy, but I think untidy was probably the best guess there. All right, I want you to list these four words in order of how closely they relate to bedraggled, starting with the word that might be considered most synonymous. We have muddy, rundown, messy, and disorganized. So list them starting with the word that might be considered most synonymous with bedraggled. We have muddy, rundown, messy, and disorganized. Muddy, rundown, messy, and disorganized. So if we were to list them in order of their definitional importance, I would say it goes something like this. I would say, run down first, then muddy, then messy, and then disorganized. But of course, it's a little up to debate. Maybe, you know, all the words relate to bedraggled in some way, shape, or form, but I think that's probably the best list order. We have this Chinese coolie labor, he's wearing bedraggled robes, he's got a rat tail like queue. he's an inassimilable foreigner. The worker helping Hitler is scrawny, and he's bedraggled, he looks a little deranged, slightly racialized even. that's the word bedraggled and we thought of the way something would look as if it were dragged everywhere. Let's move on to our last word, which is prosaic. For decades we've watched as efforts to solve tough problems have fallen prey to the bitterness of partisanship, to prosaic concerns of politics. You asked about my frustration earlier, but also my dull prosaic mind is about collecting all this information. It contributed to this perception of him as this Mandarin esthete who is detached from prosaic realities and who is unconcerned with the stuff that other writers were concerned with. Prosaic. P-R-O-S-A-I-C. Prosaic. P-R-O-S-A-I-C. It's an adjective and it means commonplace or dull, matter of fact, unimaginative, straight forward. When alcohol was banned, you couldn't get hold of beer or wine anywhere. The most popular drinks were whiskey and moonshine. And you think, well, why is that? Why would banning a drug change the form of the drug? It's for kind of rather prosaic reason. Imagine we had to smuggle enough alcohol for your local bar from the Mexican border or the Canadian border, right? If we fill our wagon with uh, beer, we'll get drink for a hundred people. If we fill our a wagon with whiskey, we'll get drink for thousands of people. So prosaic is just a fancy word for ordinary. So something that is prosaic is easy to understand, it lacks imagination, it's cold, calculating, and without complexity. In fact, you might even go so far as to say it's boring. You might be familiar with the word prose, which is the ordinary form of written or spoken language, and you sometimes hear people writing in prose as opposed to writing in poetry or verse. So if you're writing in prose, you're writing in a manner similar to which you would speak, and it's an ordinary kind of language, a prosaic kind of language. So believe it or not, despite how closely related these words are, prosaic is not actually the adjective of prose but they're so closely related, it might as well be the adjective. And you might know what a mosaic is in art, a piece with often varying colors combining multiple elements to give you a complex, vibrant look. Well, we can think of a prosaic as opposite of a mosaic. So if you know what a mosaic is, you can remember the definition of prosaic by just thinking the opposite. Prosaic is dull. All right, what word most closely relates to prosaic? Childlike? Gabby, every day, glamorous, or thundering. Childlike Gabby, every day, glamorous, or thundering. We would say every day most closely relates to prosaic. What experience is least likely prosaic? A trip to the grocery store, tying your shoes, eating the same breakfast every day, or a conversation with a clown at a carnival. The conversation with a clown at a carnival is least likely to be prosaic. All right, place these four words in order, starting with the one most closely related to prosaic. Tired, boring, obvious, everyday. So all these words relate to prosaic. Put them in the order that most closely relates to prosaic. Tired, boring, obvious, everyday. All right, so here's the order I would place them in. All right, there's a little leeway here, you guys. Just relax, just relax. I would say everyday, boring, obvious, and then tired. I think that's the order with the most definitional importance. Everyday, boring, obvious, tired. Needless to say, I intend to be a little more prosaic, and I hope not pedantic, and talk to you about the world as I see it from my vantage point as Secretary of State. I think one author has described it as a circus, circus fantasy um, from something that at the start was prosaic and didactic. On a much more prosaic level, I'm really interested in, you know, the economic dynamics. When will insurance companies realize that an investment in preventive medicine is actually going to have a higher ROI than paying for people after the fact? All right, that's the word prosaic, and the definition was rather boring, rather ordinary. Let's go through our three words and quickly review them. We had diaspora, and we thought of the beautiful woman, diaspora, who was dispersed from her homeland. Then we had bedraggled, and we thought about the way something would look after being dragged, bedraggled, for a long time, worn out, dirty, and tired. Then we had prosaic, the opposite of a mosaic, dull, and commonplace. So that wraps it up for Nick Snack for Neologism's episode 45. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, please swing by iTunes and leave me a review, and I'll see you on episode 46. Bye-bye.